Welcome to Say Your Peace, episode number 54. My name is Jay Moore. My name is Christiane, and today we have choreographer and dancer Stuck Sanders with us today. Yo. Hey. Yo, Welcome yo, yo. to the show, man. Thank Welcome. You guys. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I think I mentioned before we started recording that I stalked you a little bit. Um, so <laughs> I watched <Yeah>. your videos <laughs> and you have like this really dope ass presence where it's like, I felt, I felt you being such a humble person because every time you perform, you give like this little smile and it's like this little glow and it's just like, oh, he's having so much fun up there. And then I'm like totally impressed with your flexibility and made me want to practice stretching and do some yeah. pistol squats. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, yeah. damn, like you're really great. Well, obviously because you're in world of dance, right? Yeah, yeah. So, do you ever pay attention to the YouTube comments? I'm just curious. Um, I'll scroll through. I'll scroll through like here and there, but you know, it seems so. Um, people seem so far off into their own world, you know. Sometimes, so mm -hmm. it's never like it's never like personal, you know. I guess even when it's even when it's good, like good comments, you know, you know, in a way like. It could be a robot, so you know, so yeah, like a bot. Yeah, <laughs> do you get like DMs from bots too? I did. I, I get a lot of DMs from bots. I also try to like scroll mm -hmm. through and like see who's real because I don't like to just like let people go into the DMs and and not mm -hmm. like reply because their profile is like not cool or something. You know, some yeah. people like I get a lot of Indian Indian fans. Right, I got a bunch of people in my DMs from India. So I always try to go to their like profile and check out their pages and stuff because a lot of them, a lot of a lot, India has a lot of aspiring dancers and they're like, mm -hmm. it's wild That's to crazy. me. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. wild to me because like mm -hmm. I'll go to their page and they'll be like shoeless or something in the mud, like like dance, you know. And I'm just like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Man. So I'll, I'll show some love. I'll, I'll tap a like or something just so they can like see that I'm real. But other than that, mm -hmm. like. If it's a, if it's weird, I just I just like I'll leave it where it's at. I know they be having the three day weddings and and they they have a yeah. tra tradition coming up. I think it's called Holy, which I just found out what that was about. Like you know the the color runs where they throw the powder and it's like they get all these colors on them. So that they came from Holy traditions, but yeah, they have like the most interesting dances and such, and I think they're cool. Yeah, they be bringing out the elephants, yo. They know mm -hmm. how to live it up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, there's a lot of um, dance nerds out there. So I do a style. I do a style called animation, and it's like robotic, um, slow motions, like you know, mm -hmm. messing with just stop animation and stuff. And I think it's like one of the nerd styles of dance, you know, because you got to really sit there and like <laughs> you you got to really explore yourself, like mm -hmm. figure out how your fingers move and like <laughs> you know, but it seems to be like strong out there. Like they really like animation dancers. So I think I get a lot, a lot of love from out there. That's what's up. So with that type of dance, how much practice do you have to put in? Cause you gotta be on point with hitting every yeah. movement. Yeah, animation mm -hmm. is one of the ones where it's like, you don't see a lot of people doing it, but it, mm -hmm. that's, that's why, because it, it takes so much um, focus, like just, Mm -hmm. A lot of it's men yeah. mental, just brain power, like thinking about different muscles and thinking about different like isolation. So 
more thinking. Mm. <laughs> That's why I would call it a nerd style, you know, just like yeah. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to the nerds. I, I I I've been a nerd on that style for a minute, so I'm talking about myself when I say that. But, yeah. So do you have moves that you like are your go-to? Like is like or like filler moves? So like you mentioned, like my pistol, like my um pistol crane positions, um it's not it's not a certain move. I just train in certain areas, you know. So I'll I'll take my body into a, a place and I'll I'll only work from there so that I'm used to pulling from there, you know. So that that crane position is actually one of my favorite positions because um, it comes from a style called turfing and a lot of people don't do it in that like they don't build um, material around it more so using it as a move so I just I can just go there and like and like just do things from there and it's kind of all different but the, in the same like concept you know yeah kind of confusing mm-hmm. damn turfing I haven't heard that in hell along you know what, <laughs> what I to do back then <laughs> I've heard that forever. Yeah, yeah. It's time. Mm -hmm. You know what? It's crazy because I just literally just this past weekend, um, a turf battle passed, and it was very interesting. Like just the whole surroundings, and um, to to realize that I was an OG in that in that setting. You know, I'm 29. Mm. I'm not. I'm not old. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm 29 years old, but um. In the setting, everybody around us was like, oh, gee, you know, we came up, like we created turfing, you know, mm-hmm. everybody that was in that like circle. So I, I got to see people I haven't seen in 10 years and, and it was just complete nostalgic, like seeing just that whole, that whole vibe. But it was a lot, it was a lot that I had to say, you know, and I haven't got to say, but a lot I could say about it, you know. Just like me from then to now, I could see like so much change. Like after the battle, mm-hmm. um, I was looking at the, it was, we, we did it at Embarcadero Plaza. So it was outside. Mm-hmm. And after the battle, um, I was just looking around and I just saw all the trash, you know? And that was just like, I was just like, wow, man. I like, it's, it was wild to me how much trash was on the ground, you know, after that. And it was like from us. And I was like, man, no, not not one person. Like, there's literally trash cans right there. Not one person even like, like, picked up their trash. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody yeah. was drinking and, and and doing their thing, and nobody even like threw away any trash. I was literally yeah. the only one standing mm-hmm. right there. But then I realized, being an OG in the style, I have the power. I, I literally, I'm literally connected to all those dudes. You know, so I want to. Um, do something in turfing where we can get together and like fix those type of things just so people can see us as, you know, at, we still here, you know, turfing is still here, even though I like, I don't do it. I mean, I, mean, I don't do turfing in, in, in the whole, like in itself, but a lot of my, mm-hmm. a lot of my stuff comes from the, the essence of turfing. So <clears throat> to be an OG in that style, I felt like it was my responsibility, you know, to see that and like, damn, that's, you know, that was just one that was just one of the one of the things but small things you know that could be fixed yeah. within the community and I was yeah. one of the few dancers that went and did other styles besides turfing you know but turfing is, is still there wait so did you end up like picking up the trash like after yourself or like <laughs> I, mean, I mean to an extent to an extent but it was mm-hmm. so wild it was so wild there was bottles 
there was, you know, it was stuff everywhere. Yeah. And um, it was bad, but um, I think I can, I can, like, I can, if I wanted, if I wanted to put the foot, foot forward, I can, like, put a change to that by just right. put, putting it in mm-hmm. everyone's ear, because I didn't really realize I was still connected to everybody. You know, I think, I think people would listen if, if we came as a community and, like, you know, mm-hmm. set our standards, people would listen. It takes kind of, like, just one person to make the change too right yeah yeah i think about Mm -hmm. um okay this is like a weird ass analogy well not as weird but um sometimes people don't want to do certain things because someone hasn't done it for them and i think this is when i start thinking about rbg ruth Bader ginsburg like she kind of she was that person to do that for women right so yeah um it kind of like up to us like start that one thing for others so when you're like hey look i know y'all are over here turfing and stuff but Maybe like have a plastic bag, just like yeah. look at people and point it. And you, like I said, you have this like personality where you do it so friendly. Like if you smile, you're like, oh, put your trash in there. They probably wouldn't be offend- offended, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, that, and that's something that like I, I, I understand. And I'm also understanding in the world, you can't really make people do. Mm-hmm. You, can't make, you can't make people do. But if you're doing at the same time, then you can set the example. So right. the, way exactly. I, the way I thought of it was like, man, I want to throw in a, a turf event, um, but with the right structure, you know, yeah. using all the same, mm-hmm. using all the same people for us, you know, uh, the event the, uh, that just passed, it was, it was for turf and that hasn't been in, yeah. in, since back in the day, you know, there hasn't been turfing event for turfing in so long and I was appreciative of that and I would like to help with that you know help keep that going but there's a lot of structure that needs to be done and it's like yeah I think it's so much I can't even like I didn't even mention it to them because I'm just like man but I I know how to like um kind of be the, you know try to just be be that change so I want to I want to throw an event a, a turfing event for the I just was talking to the guys who threw that last one, and I want to get together with them and throw like a a turf dancers hall of fame, you know, and, and play. Turf. That's dope. Yeah, yeah, because um, I was watching the battle, and there's a bunch of rookies, and that's dope to see that there's a bunch of rookies in a style that we thought was not here, you know, a style, a style that mm-hmm. we thought was not existing is thriving in those places. You know what I'm saying? Because the kids are still hopping on that, the kids are still doing it. But, you know, uh, it's up to the OGs that's in the crowd. All the OGs was in the crowd, not just me. It was, like, tons of us, like, who who got the whole style where it was, you know. So it's up to, I think, those people to, like, you know, set the standards. So I think with this Hall of Fame, with this Turfers Hall of Fame, I can use all those people to, like, get together and, and re, like, you know, reset the standard on that, you know. I think that was a good, good segue into this kind of question that I have um communities are small like they 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 seem huge but at the same time once you're in that community it's small right so I think with Jamar as photographer and videographer he's very aware of other photographers and videographers he's worked with and you know possibly collabed with um I think the when I was in very involved in the Tahitian community that was small too you knew who was the dopest ones at the time right and then you know who the legends were at the time and I think everyone can 
relate to that when they're a barber, they know who the best barbers are, or like when, when you're a, when you're a model, you obviously know who the best models are. And then for you, your community is the dance community. I don't know if it's specifically hip hop specifically, right? Varies. But I'm it pretty varies. sure there's like, yeah, it varies. Like it, it's hip hop, yeah. but then there's like mm-hmm. certain strings of it. Right. Yeah. So has anyone ever like come up to you and just be like, Hey, I've seen you like, at world of dance or something like that like have they ever just like brought themselves up to you and just say hey i've seen you somewhere yeah a lot of times a lot of times that's that's i think the cool the cool part is like when people come up to you and show love um and really show love like you know because of like they've seen you somewhere and they they respect your work or something i always let that like drive me you know what i mean um mm. when i was young i used to do things for attention you know, like uh, I got some stuff out there on the internet where where it was just like, wow, you know, I was doing it, trying to get views and stuff and that. And I respect the view thing, you know, and to an extent I do things to for the views too, but it's like, there's still a, a standard behind what you put into the world, you know what I mean? So if you put it out there, I think if you get it back the right way, then it's, it, it's you know, it's more beneficial than getting paid you know because yeah that's what can keep you keep you going and you know not all the time is a dancer viral you know I've been dancing for tons of years before my videos started even getting views so I think when they started getting views I was appreciative of it and like super appreciative if, if people like got through just the, the borderline of seeing it on a viral stage and actually like reached reached out to me or something you know that's just all love. I think it's manifesting the intent behind it, right? Yeah. So, like, exactly. I think when you're looking at views, you're kind of like, okay, well, I'm getting the views. What the hell am I getting back at it? Type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 like the like sometimes people people will come up to you and like you know sometimes these kids you know they you can you can tell they're like into you because of who you are you know and that's like. That's dope too. I think that's dope too because in a way, like when I when I used to see stuff like that on TV and I used to see people like that, it always inspired me to like be more than just what I was sitting in the house. You know, I was always like playing with toys or or playing like talent shows or doing stuff like that just to try to be something other than what I was, what I was dealing with. So so just a be to be a strong version of something different i think is good for people that don't have different you know mm-hmm. i didn't get to see your uh nutcracker hip-hop performance yes. was that something that you tried to do before quarantine or like was it just like a special quarantine edition no so hip-hop nutcracker is like that's my I, that's my like, i put my everything into that um about four years now i think that was our fifth year uh but it was online oh really Uh, so we do it annually um i got the opportunity to collab with a ballet studio about four years ago on our very first one and Mm -hmm. it just went up from there the next year it was bigger the next year was bigger and you know it was going up um covid was actually the reason that that it was online the next year yeah so we did so we did an online version and basically what we did was we just did a correlation of all the years previous you know and and dropped it online because we never dropped anything online 
it was always a show that you just had to be there to see. Yeah. Did you guys have to like do a... like rehearsals and stuff online? Uh, no, we uh, for mm-hmm. our for our online show, we just put together um, mm-hmm. basically a mega video of all of our. Oh, okay. Shows, you know what I mean? And oh, we, yeah. And we and we drop something online for the viewers, just mm. so they can like have a have a Nutcracker vibe. If they've seen it before, they probably could check themselves out in it. We have a bunch of kids dancing in it, so it was something that people just like to watch. You know, it's a very specific audience. It is. It is. Right? And it was it was crazy. You know what? Because when, while shooting Nutcracker, um, I was so hell bent on just like filming it, you know, like getting it filmed like a movie. Cause I like one of my one of my dreams is just to make a, a real movie, like to like to direct a real movie. So I wanted to take not only what we were doing in theater, but to try to make a movie version of it. So Previous to shutdown, I was already filming our Nutcrackers and making mm. it into like a movie version. So when shutdown happened, we already had a movie version of our show just yeah. due to the fact that we were just experimenting with that anyway. So when people watched it, it came out like super crazy and super and like you can, you can get very in tune with the story just because we can show you exactly what you wanted to see or what we wanted you to see. That was the cool part about doing it online and like it was a good good way to open up that side of just thinking while not like worrying about the stage crew and like this what's what's happening on stage you know yeah that was it was it was tough and it got better over the years like the first two years first three years it was so different as far as the material that people loved it you know but it was man it was tough like I was just learning how to do all that stuff like they just threw me, they just threw me in there. And I was like, <laughs> I was like doing, I was doing that. And on top of that, we were right. And uh, we did a hip hop Cinderella. Um, mm-hmm. So anything that basically has a score or, or has a, a classical version to it, we were just flipping it. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. Cinderella, Cinderella was one of those ones where we would just flip it too. Um, I would have my, my guy drew, uh, he goes by Telesee now, but, um, he would make all of our music. I would, just, I would just send him the classical version and we would just put our heads together on like what, what we can like base on like this style, this style, this style. So it was like true, true hip hop like music mixed with these like classical scores. So I think that was the best part. It was like um, that people weren't, it wasn't, we weren't trying to tell the story of hip hop we were using mm-hmm. hip hop to tell the story of mm. the Nutcracker. That's dope. You know? Yeah. What made you think of doing that? Um, I, I worked. I worked at a, a ballet studio and I taught hip hop classes mm-hmm. there. And that ballet mm. studio, you know, all ballet studios are in the nut in the Nutcracker yeah. business. That's mm-hmm. like huge, and I had no clue. You know, coming from hip hop, mm-hmm. I had no clue what the Nutcracker was. You know, yeah. I, not in, and she said, "You ever did a nut? You ever seen Nutcracker?" I'm like, "What? What is I never seen it. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. I saw it last year. <laughs> you, know, wild, you know, it's wild because everybody, like, in the ballet mm-hmm. world, in the, in the yeah. like, everybody has seen it. Have ballet, mm-hmm. some ballet dancers have done Nutcracker from childhood to adulthood, every yeah. year of their life. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, it's that serious. Mm-hmm. And I thought, like, wow, that's dope to have uh, some a story for a style that's so traditional. And, and that means that every ballet studio in the world, Russian ballet, every ballet studio in the world is doing Nutcrackers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, so it's like, I thought about it. I was like, man, that, that would be really trippy to like just flip. And I, I think the fact that I didn't know Nutcracker, I was able to make it mm-hmm. so different. Everything that I read, I would read it and I'd be like, nah, we're going to go this way with that, you know? And I just was able to like flip everything. It still has the like traditional Nutcracker feel. We, we like, you know, old school with it, but it's, it's, it's really trippy to watch. I was able to bring in ton of my turf fam, tons of the crump fam, tons of the breaking scene. So I was I was able to link multiple worlds of hip hop, multiple worlds of dance, all in all in one show, all getting paid, all paid dancers. So it's like that was big for me, not only to get a check for myself, but to be able to to circulate that. You know what I'm saying around. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it, that was that's the true meaning of hip hop for me. Like, you know what I'm saying? We all eat from this. And it's like no matter what style Definitely. you wear. You know, so crumping. That's another type of dancing that I haven't heard in quite some time. Y'all remember just hella random. Y'all remember Bring It On? Did you guys see Bring It On when Hayden when she did crumping? Like well, that shit's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's viral in the crump. That like Yeah, that shit world. is you know what's weird about that? When it when when that movie came out, I don't think people really saw it and was like, "Yo, that shit looked crazy." People, I think people really thought it was fire back then. And now yeah. looking back, it's like, "Oh shit!" Like, it age well. That shit trash. <laughs> Especially it when she started well. doing it in front of like the guys, and then she started doing that little move like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "What the hell is happening?" Yo, that was that was wild. That video is viral in the Crump world, like. It's globally laughed at. I think I remember seeing it like like resurfaced last year, and I was like, "Wow, why didn't we? Why didn't mm-hmm. we think about this?" There's a lot of movies where we look at, it, we're just like, "Damn, we didn't think that was bad." Like, save the last dance. Like, oh my god, I don't, I don't. I thought back in the day when I was watching, I was like, "Oh my god, she's hitting it," and then I'm watching it now. I'm just like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" people people are tiktoking the videos and they're like this is what it looks like like if you did it yourself (laughs) like no one ever thinks about that yeah yeah save the last dance it got me too i can't lie because i was a big fan of save the last dance i was young though we was we was little i remember that you know they was rocking on the chair and it was just like like nah I really thought that I really thought that when I got older, clubs were going to look like that. Like everyone is just like, you know, like got yeah. their whole whole choreography down and doing their thing. And then and then they start mm-hmm. shimmying back and forth to one another. Right. And then I, I get to the clubs and I'm like, this ain't anything like Save the Last Dance at all. What do you think? So what do you think is a really great dance movie? Great dance movies. Um, you got served. Easy. Yeah, easy, e- easily yeah. the best, best hip hop version of dance like uh. representation. And let me tell you why, because you got served was a game changer. I can remember when I was in seventh grade and you got served came out. 
like the streets started battling. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember <laughs> we started battling. Like it made us mm-hmm. battle. It made us go and start like really battling. And that was wild because that was like right around the time. Man, you guys serve had a lot to do with the the start of my whole life in dance. Yeah. Like I remember, I remember the BTK era, where um, mm-hmm. I think I would just come, I would come straight home from school, watch um, 106 in Park. I don't even know if you guys know about the 106 in Park um, mm-hmm. era, but it was a BT show. On, it was called 106. Yeah, in yeah, Park. no, it was yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, free and a, free and AJ, but. They used to have the top mm-hmm. 10. So all the music used to circulate on there. But B2K was hot around that time. They had all the <laughs> they had all the dance moves. I used to come home straight home, learn the dance moves from the TV. And you know what was wild? I would be watching the, the dance moves and I would learn them like the correct way. Mm-hmm. I would just like mm-hmm. pause it or whatever, learn, like turn around. So I would be doing it with them, like almost like looking out like I was in the TV. And my, my mom was like, yo, you do really like dancing like that's how she even put me she put me in there but around oh, yeah. that time you mm-hmm. got serve dropped went up went up and it's a lot of real dancers and you got served that's the that's the problem with um step up and these like other these other movies they don't you they they trying to they're trying to tell a story about the streets while not incorporating anything about the street mm. and that's there's that's the true. there's the disconnect right there it's like not a dancer on the field is a street dancer mm-hmm. and yet you're you're trying to highlight street styles it's like mm-hmm. and that was a problem and that that was a problem that was not it was just like all the other stuff that is now coming to light it was never you know like are we not going to mention the fact that these movies are stealing all of our stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. literally they would literally come to the hood Try to try to see everything and then go and try to teach it to whoever they're gonna hire for this movie. That's mm-hmm. literally what they're doing. Like instead, mm-hmm. instead of just actually going and get the people. Like you ever seen the movie Rise? No, I haven't seen it. Haven't I'm seen horrible it. with movies, by the way. So, so Rise is a dance documentary. It's a dance mm-hmm. documentary, and it was a Crump documentary. It was the first Crump documentary. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah, it was the Crump one that put, it was tie-dyed, it put Crump on the map as far as, like, people understanding what Crump is. Mm -hmm. And and that story just came out recently that the guy who filmed that, his name is Dave Chappelle. I don't think it's the the actual Dave Chappelle. I think it's La Chappelle. Yeah, Dave La Chappelle. Yeah, La Chappelle. Yeah. it's a story. I don't want to speak on what they what what did or did not have uh, happen because I don't know complete facts. But Tide Eyes, which was the star of that, came out to say that when all of them were young, that producer came, got all of them, paid them off like very little, mm. and mm-hmm. and and shot the documentary. And it was one of the best documentaries ever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it was actually in the street. He was actually in the street mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. around to different hoods, like seeing all the stuff that was bubbling out there. And then he got that, yeah. he got that content and he dipped, you know, he didn't, he didn't pay no one off, you know? So then um, that, it, that documentary just popped up on Netflix. And Todd on Netflix was, now? Yeah. And Todd Eyes was like, what no one no one got a check for nothing mm-hmm. and even back then they didn't get 
they didn't get paid for it. And then 10 years later, 15 years later, it goes on Netflix and no one gets, you know what I'm saying? No one gets a dime. So that's, I don't know where that went, but that's, man, that's wild, you know? One of the greatest dance movies of all time. And it kind of made it like a bittersweet mm-hmm. to even watch it, even. It's like, why are you yeah. going to watch that? Like, you don't even um, want to support a movie that's exactly. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That came out yeah. in like 2005, 2006, something like that, right? Yeah. yeah. Right now, power is within the people, you know, yeah. so they can, they can mm-hmm. you know, do, do their thing and hopefully be rewarded for it. Mm-hmm. I just wikied it. And it said that it had a production budget of seven hundred thousand. Wow, that's a and decent they didn't budget pay, for a documentary. They didn't even pay anyone too, so that's that's a that's a big, it's a big budget. And, and I'm just thinking, like, what did they get if it's on Netflix right now? What did yeah. they get for that? <laughs> like that is completely that's crazy. You know? So I try to use I try to use my my platform as far as Nutcracker, as far as anything I'm doing on stage to to put the real in there and give the real people opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That was, that's what the, that's what I mean by Nutcracker is like my, my thing, because I think that's the, that's where I can lend the most like, like arms out and, and kind of make the most noise. You know, that's where I, that's the most work I've ever felt like I've put in towards um, the community besides besides like my my company like I do have dance companies and uh, and like youth teams but the thing about those youth teams is I'm in a I'm in a I'm in a better place now you know I'm in a better place in life now I'm in a better area um, so the kids that are the kids that I train um, I get to focus on them being artists and that's a mm. that's a blessing, you know what I mean? Because uh, not saying they're not going through shit, but I get to focus more on on helping them, and they get to mm-hmm. focus more. They get to focus back on helping me. Like when when you're when you're in a neighborhood where where it's street dancing, where it's battling, you know, it's a lot of other stuff going on. Um, to where it's not the same, you know. It's a, people can't come and sign up for a team and 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 pay for it every month you know what i mean or mm-hmm. or they can't you know they don't they don't even got the means to get to practice or you know it's those people that i feel like i really want to give back to uh, because those are the ones that that are truly birthing this movement of the street you mm-hmm. know it's like those are the true movers of the street and the true voices of the street and not saying like you got to be you got to be from the street to like to to be in that situation but it's like when it comes to turf dancing that's a whole different community you know what i'm saying a whole different community mm-hmm. and then choreography if i'm chore- like if i'm teaching choreography these kids are coming in a lot of these kids are young prodigies you know their parents take them everywhere in the world to dance you know and it's a blessing that they'll come and like train under me for a sec but that's like that's something that a lot of people don't have so my mm-hmm. goal is to is to give back to the people who don't have it you know who mm-hmm. don't have the the mm-hmm. means for it here's and here's another thing that i started thinking about too it's like kids can't even already like pay for their lunches you know and then you already want to charge mm-hmm. them out they ask for 
to do yeah. a hobby. And I, I get yeah. why like you got served like really resonated with you because it kind of gave you an idea, even though there was a scene where there was dancing in the rain. So every time it's born, <laughs> it makes me want to hit it. <laughs> Everybody does it for a little saint. You got to do it for a little saint. <laughs> do it for a little I remember that like when it's porn it's like oh god this weather makes me want to hit it for a little saint for the one time you know <laughs> record yeah, themselves yeah. yeah but yeah like i i totally agree with you like even and i think it all goes back with how fucked up the american system is right like yeah not a lot of people want to give back to the community and they want to capitalize on that opportunity you know yeah. it's for profit for yeah. profit everything's it's for, for profit. profit yeah mm-hmm. but what they don't understand is for you to help doesn't mean you're not going to get profit. You know what I mean? It's just like, mm-hmm. it's all about intention. And I believe it's all about an intention to where I like to set, I just like to do things like that to where if you don't get profit, it's not like you lose, you still benefit from, yeah. I think you benefit the most from helping people, you know, and, mm. and you, if you help someone, you know, and you get profit for it, like the profit is just a, something on the top of you helping someone you know so it's your soul too yeah the goal Mm -hmm. is to help the goal is to help that's why i will always like i get a lot of kids doing private classes and i charge a lot for my privates because i know it's Mm -hmm. something that like if you want to really get deep you know we're gonna get deep but then it's like how deep do you want to get if you want to really sit if someone would really like come to me and like yeah i want to trade once a week with you every month for the whole year. That's something that I appreciate to where I'm not going to try to charge you out like some crazy number for you to do that. I'm going to try to actually make that reasonable so that if you can put in more work for a cheaper price, it's actually cheap. Mm -hmm. It's like, it makes it cheaper for you if you put in more work, because then I know you are actually working harder and I'll, I'll mm-hmm. just scholarship them. All right, you just, wherever I'm at, you just be there and we'll see if you want to be there, you know? And that's, yeah. that's that, that alone can help a kid get out of, get out of a dark place. And they'll always, they'll always, you know, hold you down for that, I believe. Yeah, and kids go through a lot too. There's a lot of things that you don't hear mm-hmm. about that's Big going time. on with their life, right? Big time. I mean, I'm not, I mean, this is no offense to like the parents and stuff, but some kids, <laughs> they have really great looking parents quote unquote they may look great on the outside but you never know what's on the inside and sometimes kids don't have the confidence to speak up because of what they're afraid mm-hmm. to lose yeah. you know that's getting deep not like i said it's not <laughs> not offending the parents not saying they're hiding anything but it's the reality of things you know yeah. and they also have another person to, to to rely on that they trust it allows them to open up the doors oh my god i feel like i'm in a therapy session <laughs> i know this is dope this is dope Oh, um, mm-hmm. I'm just quite curious. I mean, you're a leader of two dance groups, you're a director, you're a teacher, photographer, videographer. I, you know, I saw your YouTube page, father, fiance. How do you do it all? Like, what's your approach on work life balance? I mean, you seem like you're well rested as well, keeping the smile on your face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I try to, I try to just be a hundred percent myself and um work a hundred percent solely around like what I want to do and how I want to do it so I'm a very lucky I I feel every day I wake up I feel so lucky because it Mm -hmm. wasn't always 
it wasn't always easy. You know what I mean? Even though I'm not, I'm not rich. My house is not crazy big. Uh, it wasn't always easy to just live. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was hard. It was hard to even live. So once it, once it, things got easier to just live, I just was like, I need to capitalize on that. So I started like just creating. I understand that I'm dancing and dancing is not my work. It's like my passion, but it's also my work. So like figuring out what's play, figuring out what's what's like gonna get, you know, that snowball going for for the hustle. You know, it's all about hustling. And I think that's kind of what the streets like teaches you is teaches you how to hustle. And mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of times people don't learn how to hustle in a productive way. I think when I was young, I started hustling in a productive way and it was so different from the, the, the non-productive way that it was like, I was like, wow, man, if this is, this is like, this is life, you know? Like I remember mm-hmm. doing, um, um, I remember doing my first show, like dancing um, for a full month straight. My first, my first like show working for a month straight. Um, I was in LA, I was doing like an amusement park. Um, Mm -hmm. I was dancing for an artist named Elvira. She's like a old school, like Halloween, like kind of artist, but um, it was so dope to be on stage like four four nights, four days a night. I mean, four nights a week, um, just every day like that. And that right there coming from, before that, I think I was working at Wingstop, you know, like um mm-hmm. I had a job but I was like man every every day I came home I used to smell like chicken like mad chicken like, <laughs> I used to have my hat I'm telling you every day I came home people just like you got lemon pepper <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, the, it's the craziest smell I, I remember not eating wing stuff for three or four years after that just because I was so like tripped out about that, that smell shit. but yeah so mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I can like wing style. I would work at wing stop. Um, other than wing style, I was dancing because when I st- when I like not to jump subjects, but I started dancing early and I started getting paid for dancing early. So mm. I knew I can hustle there early. So when I started wing stop, mm-hmm. I would just be like, ah, I hate smelling like chicken. You know what I'm saying? So I, so yeah. I would try to balance it with with working. You know, try to balance it with dance and. And then I met someone, which was like another director of mine, craziest, which like he has the craziest story, but uh, his name is Farsight. He was a leader of a group called Academy of Villains. Oh, yeah, I've heard of them. My friend used to dance for them. Yeah, and it's crazy, man, what happened to him right now, like in life right now. Like he is, is just like, wow, but he was one of the first dudes who, who kind of taught me how to hustle because he had a real street mentality and he was a dancer. You know what I'm saying? So when I, when I started dancing under him, I understood him when he, when he would talk to me, when he would teach me how to do shit, I understood him. Him and his wife, which were the directors, creators of that, um, a bunch of abuse like allegations and, and situations i heard yeah but um mm. in that in the midst of that i was i was there you know what i mean and i was also his young his one of his young prodigies 
is a, is a certain code, you know what I mean, when it comes to just understanding. And he never tried to play me because I feel like mm-hmm. he, he knew that I, w- I wasn't, like, gullible like that as far as, mm-hmm. like, a manipulator knows who to manipulate. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. maybe he did, maybe he did manipulate me in some ways, but a lot of things mm-hmm. he did made me better. I don't want to, like, glorify anything, you know, because I know a lot of people are in her, in her situations from that. But just my personal point of view, he made me a lot better as far as getting my shit together. You know, I remember in that time I was homeless mm-hmm. and I was, I had nothing but, but dance. And I was like, yo, if I'm gonna go hard with this, I'm gonna go hard. Cause it's all I got, you know what I'm saying? And he really like, all right, bro, come stay with me. Like he, he put me in a, put me in a place, you know what I'm saying? He put me next to him so I can, so I can work. And I really mm-hmm. like, I really started to work from that. And I never stopped since then. So I can't do nothing but, have appreciation for it and I think that was I think I was lucky you know yeah yeah that's that's another thing too some some parts of your personality actually really saves you from experiencing other distress yeah you know yeah yeah big time (laughs) before we move to the lightning round questions do you have any last thoughts I would say my advice is to try to do for others as much as you do for yourself and see if it's if it's beneficial Uh, a lot of people I think in my in my area of content and all that they, they think like fame is something that stops at fame but it doesn't just stop at fame after you get famous there's more you know what I mean and it's like there's purpose in the things that you do. So um, a lot of people I think have talent and they search for the wrong purpose. So just find the right purpose, you know, and I think that will help you through life. Mm-hmm. I like that, finding mm-hmm. out your purpose. That's, that, a nice. yeah. That's how you know you an OG in the game now, man. And a lot of things, a lot of things happen because, you know, people try to paint a picture of you or or you don't sometimes you don't know who you are when before yeah. you, mm-hmm. you before before that stuff happens. So a lot of the times fame has came my way and it skips me. And I'm just like trying to bummed about it, but then I'm not because after that I usually find myself a little deeper and I'm like, wow, I'm glad I, mm-hmm. I wasn't like I wasn't like broadcasted at my earlier, my earlier peak, you know, at an yeah. earlier stage. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's go ahead and close it out with the lightning round. I got four questions for you, and you just got to think fast and answer. All right. So they got you thinking a little bit. So the first question is, you're going to sail around the world. What is the name of your boat? And why? The moon. The moon? Yeah. The moon? Yeah, I'm obsessed with the moon, and plus... Uh, my daughter's name is Luna. She would love, she would just love um, a boat called the moon. So pretty. Yeah. <laughs> so we just fly on the moon. I'm a space boy. So we just like, the moon will be our way to like go through the stars, AKA the ocean. Oh, that's so cute. If you one. can, I know it's, it's hella cute. God, I don't, I won't have thought of that, that shit. Damn. But <laughs> the first thing that came up. If you can be immortal, what age would you be forever and why? 
29. So now? Yep, now. I would say um, it's a good middle age, I think. Like, you know, it's like mm -hmm. you're not the youngest person in the room, but you're not like the oldest person in the room. Plus, I think when people get to like 30, I think that's when they really start thinking like how to make a change. Like, how could you like 20s to 30 was like about me, you know, about how could I get, you know, how could I get out there? Mm -hmm. But I think like 29, I'm wrapping around that corner of how could I like make a difference to the world? So, yeah, I think that's about mm -hmm. the age. Yeah, who knows what thirty is going to be like? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know what thirty is like. <laughs> I'm 30. So Jamar, so Jamar, <laughs> before you got on this call, he was talking to me about how he's been taking mel melatonin, and he was like, "Man, once you hit yeah, 30, <laughs> your your sleeping <laughs> issues like start to rise." Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just like, "Damn, that sucks. Got a while till I get there." Yeah. Um, well, I think it's mine. I think it's a lot in the mind too. Cause um yeah I do a lot of I do a lot of things that I probably shouldn't um but I mm -hmm. always just had that mindset of like that's just how I work you know so mm -hmm. so and it works you know so and I know a lot of people it's a, it's a, it's mind over matter it really is because definitely you hear that Jamar it's mind over you, matter but when your mind filled with stress you can't sleep yo <laughs> big, time, big time that has a lot to do with it for sure what is your favorite item that you've bought this past year and we could think about this and this fiscal year so since covid started <laughs> since quarantine started what's your favorite item you bought i would say my favorite item will be my motorcycle Ooh, yeah, nice. yeah i bought a motorcycle um maybe like 10 months ago and um i just try to challenge myself for, to learn something new, get something new. So did you have to take the lessons to get the license, right? Or did you just go to the DMV and say, I'm here to take the test? Yeah, yeah, basically, because it yeah. was so hard. It was so hard to like find a class. I have a friend, his name's Chris Marley. And um, he came and and taught me how to uh, ride like for a couple of nights. And he okay. came, he, he's a, he has cancer and he's um doing chemo like weekly, you know, and he's like, uh, deep, deep, deep in his cancer stages, you know, and he took the mm. time to like, took the time to like ride out to me. He rode like an hour in like some crazy wind, like came out and just literally taught me hand, hand by hand how to ride, you know, and I think it was good for him too, because um, right. I think people, people try to like, like walk on eggshells with him because they know he's sick and stuff, you know, so yeah. I just hit him up like, bro, you, you could come come teach me some stuff then and, and he was with it he came and taught me and and it was lit I haven't got a chance to ride with him yet but I'm, I'm trying to get a good ride with him in. you know he's still he's still thriving doing his thing right he's just like chemo weekly you know and he I just I just look at his Facebook post and it's a lot he's dealing with like yeah like just not knowing if he's gonna live the next day yeah you know? that's and, hard so when I when I look at him, I'm just like, how could I complain on anything, you know? Right. That's true. Well, it's, it's kind of difficult to transition to this last question after that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, he's he's a writer though. He's a writer. <laughs> he's living. Shout, shout out to him. Shout out to Chris, man. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Okay. So, 
what do you wish someone taught you a long time ago? Hmm. I'm just saying the, the things that come to my mind. Um, I wish that someone taught me love for the things around me. Mm. Um, I think, I think coming up in like my tribe, it was, it was, I'm, I'm the youngest of five. So we are oh, deep wow. in the house, you know, um, deep in, deep in the house all the time. I got t- hundreds of cousins. I mean, hundreds <laughs> you know um, my, my mom's one of 17 my dad's one of 10 so my uncles and aunties are just thick like it's deep and mm-hmm. it's always focused on internal you know on my whole life I can remember everything all my memories happening in the house mm-hmm. so, um my mom was never active my dad was ne- my, my dad played a little like softball so he would take us to play ball you know we learned how to play sports from my from my pops for show um but they were never active on like hiking on like um on like biking or or anything you know what i'm saying anything on the outside so now that being a young father i'm like i'm like experiencing um my 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 kid all my favorite moments with her and 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 um they're all like outside, you know, all, all the yeah. things that I did. I never did when I was young. All right. I, that is the last of it. Thank you mm-hmm. so much for being a part of our show. I appreciate it. Yeah. I love having it was these great talking to you, man. Oh yeah. Ooh. Anything, anything you guys ever need, just let me know. You know, like I said, I'm always here. I'm in the Bay. So we can make it, make it happen. Thank you so much. Let's close it out. Jay Moore. <laughs> all right well thank you again for coming on man it was a real pleasure talking to you and Love. i hope everyone enjoyed the episode and we'll catch you again next week we out bye, bye. see y'all